In today's rapidly changing world, we all have questions and we all want answers. It's on this program that we get our answers from the Word of God. It's time for another episode of A Relevant Word with longtime pastor and best-selling author, Carl Gallup. Welcome to A Relevant Word with Pastor Carl Gallops from Hickory Hammock Baptist Church in Milton, Florida, in the Pensacola area. I'm Kevin King, and in the studio is Pastor Carl. Now, Pastor Carl, with uh, our listeners who are familiar with all the work that you do on the television and, and, and all of the books, uh, you're pretty well known for t- preaching and teaching on quantum mechanics it seems like an odd way to start a show with quantum mechanics, but it's yeah. how it won't be by the time it's over. Quantum mechanics have to do with Christ. <laughs> that's right. What does that have to do with the Bible, the Word of God, and Jesus Christ? Well, everything. I mean, if God sounds more like a James Bond show, it, it does, doesn't it? But the bottom line is, yeah. I mean, I, I, if I want to be cutesy, I can say, well, if there is a God, of course I believe there is, and if He's the God of the Bible, and of course I do, and if this is His Word, and of course I believe it is, um, then surely. There's something in here about what we now know in modern science about how the universe works and how at the quantum level, and the word quantum comes from a Latin word meaning how much, or basically if you translate, if you translate literally, how small can it go? <laughs> That's what quantum really means. It's like, yeah, how sm- how much smaller can it get? You know, but yet the power that's in those quantum particles. Well, anyway, so the bottom line is the word of God does speak to these things in amazing, astounding ways. So I love talking about this. And then it impacts your life, dear listener. It impacts your daily life. So please give ear to this. Now, I want to give a disclaimer and say, I don't claim to be a physicist or a quantum expert, um, uh, a quantum mechanics expert, quantum physicist, um, physics expert. I, I am a little nerdy. It is kind of a, 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 a you know, a little sideline of mine. I do, I do love digging and, and I'll find myself on, on physics sites all the time, getting deeper and deeper into understanding. And, and there's a bunch of it. I just have to just close down the websites. I, I can't understand that. I'm so sorry, you know, but I do know enough to speak intelligently at the level that I'm going to speak here. And I'm going to say one more thing, and I've got plenty of witnesses to what I'm getting ready to say in case you think I'm just, you know, uh, blowing smoke in your ear. The bottom line is, in my 30-something years of ministry in the pulpit of the church where I preach, in one pulpit, I've had several people come through who are who are physicists and or are teachers of, of physics um, at the high school level, college level, and some that even do it for a living over those many decades of pastoring. And every time I've preached on this stuff, I've always, I've always gone to them after and said, did I butcher that? And every one of them so far said, actually, at the level you spoke at it, you nailed it. And, and I mean, that's what they said. So, so I just want you to know, folks, I know what I'm talking about at the level I'm going to speak. Also, if you'd like to go to one of my books, because I do write on this as well, and uh, you can go to one called Yeshua Protocol, the Yeshua, which is the Hebrew word for Jesus, Protocol. And I do speak about it in there, several chapters. And the reason I ask you to think about that is because everything I'm saying is 
is um, referenced there. I mean, to physics sites and scientific sites and all the stuff I'm going to say that some of it may blow you away. Um, it's all referenced in that book. So in the meantime, just sit back and listen to what I'm going to share with you. And you can just know that I'm, I'm speaking as accurately as I know how. All right. So here's the deal. Let me just start. And I don't mean to be talking down to anybody, please, because we might have a physicist listening right now. And I'm going to go to the basics because there may be you know, young people listening right now, or maybe even elderly people that, you know, may, they've forgotten what they learned. <laughs> they know more than we've ever forgotten, but there they are. And so I want to lay the basic foundation to this. All right. So here's, here's the basics of physics. Okay. So atoms, as far as we understand, are the smallest elements of, of creation, the smallest elements of the cosmos. However, the atomic structure is made up of even smaller elements. Of course, you've got the nucleus and the protons and the electrons and the neutrons and all of that. And most of us learn that in high school. And I know some of you out there listening say, yeah, but I forgot all about it, you know, and the atomic chart and, and all of that. But, but, but that's, that's a basic understanding. Atoms, everything that, is, that makes up matter, that fills space is, is made of atoms. All right. But so atoms can join themselves into, and, 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 and they, they, they can connect, and then they make molecules. And then molecules wind up then producing matter. All right, one of the simplest illustrations is H2O, two atoms of hydrogen, one atom of oxygen, and they are, I say by God's word, but by, by physical laws, they are allowed to bond. Some, some atoms can't bond with other atoms, but some atoms can, Okay. And, and so two atoms of hydrogen, one atom of oxygen bond together and they form a molecule of what? Well, of course, H2O, water. It forms water. Well, water is matter. It takes up, it takes up space and, and, um, it, and it has a physicality to it. So, so there we have it. Atoms make up molecules. Molecules make up matter. Everything that we can see and feel and touch or, and, and or can quantify and measure that has that takes up some sort of space um, that makes up our physical world. But it, but, but our physical world is made up at the smallest levels. But now what we know in the last several decades, we've come to understand that this is what the CERN Hadron Collider is about in Switzerland and France. It's the largest man-made machine on the planet, 17 miles in circumference, 30 stories deep under the earth. I mean, it's just mammoth. And what is it doing? It's colliding atomic particles to see how they respond and what they can discover from the energy that it produces. All of that experimentation that's going on for the last several decades has produced MRIs, lasers, computer technology, quantum computing, all of those things. What? What did we learn? We learned that at the subatomic level in our relatively modern understanding of how these elements work. There's still so much about the quantum level that we don't have a clue really how it works. We have theories and we're still working on it, but we cannot quite nail it down. It's like nailing jello to the wall. We get it up there and it's and a big piece plops down. And so that's quantum mechanics and quantum physics. So now we know that the atomic structure is, structure is made up of even smaller particles. That's what the word quantum means. How how much, how much smaller can it get? It's not just uh, the nucleus and the neutrons and the protons and then the electrons going around all of that. Um, it's, it's particles of energy. It's, it's energy forces that hold all that together. And they're even smaller particles to the particles. And I don't want to get all boring on you here. I'm not going to get into the depth of that. But that what I just said is truth. Now, here's the point. How does that all hold together? For example, how does a, an atom of hydrogen know that it's an atom of hydrogen? 
How does it know? It has certain orbits and <clears throat> certain elements and a certain number of elements that make it an atom of hydrogen. How does it know? How does it know that it can bond with an, an atom of oxygen? How do they know when they bond that it becomes water? And how do they? And how does it hold together? Why don't the particles of the of the atomic structure just fly off into space? Just I mean, what holds all of this together at a level that you have to have an electron microscope to even begin to? See, and I use see with quotes around it because a lot of it we don't really see. It's like the wind. I ask people, have you ever seen the wind? They say, oh, yeah, I see it all the time down here on the Gulf Coast. No, you don't. You see the effects of it. You know how to measure it. You can measure its speed. You can see the damage it does. Or you can feel the cool breeze and say, oh, it's a beautiful day. Why? Well, the wind is just perfect. Yeah, but can you see the wind? No, you cannot. Can you see a lot of the elements of the atomic structure? No, you cannot. Uh, but you can measure them. You can see the effects of them. We know they're there such that we can predict certain things, which is why we can create MRIs and lasers and quantum computing, etc. Okay. So anyway, having understood all of that stuff, now we ask, what holds it all together? Why don't it just fly away? And here's what we know. There is a force within the atomic structure that holds each atomic structure together. And I'm going to make it very, very simple here because I'm a simple guy. Not that my listeners are simple, but I'm simple. So I'm going to make it simple so that even I can understand it. And that is this. The, the energy that holds it together are often called, at, at, at the physicist level, they're, uh, photons. And there, there are other names they use for them and even elements of those. But photons, okay? A photon is uh, photoelectric or um, electromagnetic energy. Okay. Well, what is all of that, Carl? You're, you're still being a little obtuse here. No, no. It's, let's just bring it down to the word that it is. It's light. That's what photoelectric energy is. Uh, that's what a photon is. It's the energy of light. It's what the sun puts out. Okay. That holds atomic structures together. There is a, each, each atom has an, has, has an elemental uh, component of makeup of of photons, and it holds those electrons and neutrons and protons and all of the quarks and everything that's a part of the uh, the atomic structure, the, the quantum atomic structure, it holds it together so that somehow that atom of hydrogen knows that's what it is. That, and I'm using the word knows, you know, with quotes around it. We don't know if it can think or what, but I mean, they, they do things. And they know what to do and when to do and how to do it. So something, and of course, I know the word of God. It's the mind of God moving the whole thing. But something is making it move and work. But what holds it together? It is light. Now, that is super interesting. I'm talking to everybody out there listening, but I'm going to turn to Kevin right now and say, Kevin, I see the look on your face. <laughs> You're thinking, oh my gosh, I've just been to a physics class. I'm thinking, when, when are you going to give the test? I know, I'm going to give the test, but, but, but in just a moment, we're going to take a little time out, but, but, but we're going to slide right back in to answering, what does that have to do with the Word of God? How does it tie everything together? What, what does it have to do with me? Because the fact that we have now discovered... And now we know that what holds the atomic structure together is light. And here's the deal, my brother and, and my brothers and sisters that are listening. Here's the deal. The, the, if it wasn't for atoms, nothing would be here. If it wasn't for atoms forming molecules and molecules forming matter, nothing could be here. This desk I'm standing in front of couldn't be here. Me, human being, I'm made up of atoms. This desk is made up of atoms. How do the atoms in the desk know to be a desk and not a human? 
How do the atoms and me know to and how do the atoms in the desk know not to fall apart and fly off into space at 10 million miles an hour? How does my body know? Okay? So that's the study of quantum mechanics and atomic structure. That's how the nuclear weapons were invented, discovering how to split those things and harness the power of something we can't even see. But the power is there, and we see the power of it. When we come back, though, we're going to talk about how it all ties to the Word of God, to Jesus Christ, and to us and our daily lives. That's after the break on A Relevant Word with Pastor Carl Gallows. For more on Pastor Carl or to listen to his podcast anytime, visit carlgallops.com. Pastor Carl, or to listen to his podcast anytime, visit carlgallops.com. This is Irrelevant Words with Pastor Carl Gallops, and we've just gone to school, Pastor Carl. Well, thank you. With thank quantum you. mechanics yeah. and physics. And all the and, physics teachers out there are going, oh my gosh, and, that was horrible. <laughs> and, and now we want to know how it pertains to our life yeah. and our life as Christians. Yeah, well, and that's the exciting part for me, because now at least you have a working knowledge. And, and folks, let me just disclaim again, if I misspoke a little something, and I know I didn't mess it all up because I've been doing this for years, but I may have misspoken a little scientific thing here or there. But just pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. <laughs> pay no attention to that, because the big truth of it is accurate, okay? The smallest elements are part of the smallest element that makes it work, the atom. And atoms form molecules, molecules form matter. That's the stuff of life that fills space and creates us and the table and the chair we sit down at. So, and everything else, trees, animals, everything. Okay. So once we have that nailed down, then it is a scientific truth. Again, in my book, Yeshua Protocol, it's all there and, and written very much more eloquently and all referenced with scientific sites, okay, physicist sites, et cetera. Um, but it, that, that what holds the atomic structure together is light. I mean, at its basic, simplest definition and element, it's light, the power and energy of light. Now, that's cool because, listen closely, here's how it all ties together. We go to the first verse of the word of God. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was formless and void. And you know, I don't have it in front of me. I'm just, I'm just quoting it, you know, but the spirit of God hovered over the face of the deep. And then God said, let there be light. Okay. He spoke the first element that was necessary for all the other elements to hold in place. He spoke into existence first. Now, how could a guy 
you know, you, most scholars understand and believe that the first five books of the Bible came through Moses and or those around him. And how could that, that was 3,000 years ago or more. How could they have known that light was necessary for everything else to hold together? I don't know. I mean, it doesn't say that there, but it says the first thing God spoke into existence was light. Now, now we know at the quantum level, and we've just discovered this in the last hundred years, really in the last few decades about all of this, but yet it was right there in the first two or three verses of the Bible for thousands of years. They didn't have electron microscopes. They didn't know this. That's the word of God. It's living. It's active. It speaks to every generation. There it is, light. And then after that, and some people say, well, he's talking about the sun and the moon. Oh, no, no, that's on another day. He creates the sun and the moon. You can't have the sun and the moon. Those are heavenly bodies unless you have atomic structure and molecules and then matter. And But how's that going to hold together? It's got to be light. God says, let there be light first. Then we'll create the sun and the moon. Then we'll create the earth and the ground and the living things and, and the things that fly through the air and the things that swim in the seas. Then let us make man. Then let us make woman out of man. Then let, I mean, it starts with light. Well, now we know, yes, if it wasn't for light, there would be no atomic structure. If there was no atomic structure, you couldn't have any molecular substance. If you couldn't have a molecular substance, you couldn't have matter. If you didn't have matter, you wouldn't have life, including your own. You would not be here if it weren't for light. Now, now that we have that nailed down, we continue to move through the scriptures. And guess what we hear God say and what the word of God says about God throughout the whole Old Testament? And God is light. And he is a consuming fire. And he, and, and he walks in lightness. He walks in light and, and the darkness cannot cover him. His, the light shines in the darkness and it is as though there is no darkness. I mean, even the dark becomes light in the presence of God. I mean, it's all through the scriptures. He is light. He is light. He is light. He is the essence of light. He is the one that speaks and light comes and it creates. And with that comes all of the quantum physics, uh, physics uh, elements and the, and the mechanics and the laws and rules of, of quantum particles and the atomic structures and how they all work. And then boom, here is the earth and here's the solar system and here's the galaxy and here's the universe and and here's life. Billions and billions and billions of forms of human life. And then everything else that has life has those atomic structures. And light holds it all together. Now we move from there into the New Testament. Over and over, Jesus says, and I am the light. I am the light of the world. He describes himself as light. He is described as life, excuse me, as light and the light of life. And he describes himself that way throughout the New Testament. Not only that, but he says, and so if you walk in me, you walk not in darkness, but you walk in light. Okay. Not only that, but he says, and you, if you're following me, guess what you are? The light of the world. And nobody takes a lamp and lights it and puts it on a hill and then covers it over with a basket. He says, no, let your light shine. Let the world see the presence of God in you. I mean, that's amazing when you think about all these connections to light. But wait a minute, I'm still going somewhere that's going to blow people away. But and then he says, of course, you're the salt. Well, there's an element that has to be formed, and it's a preservative, and, and, you know, and, it's a, and, and it's a healing agent, and all those things. We're to be like that. That's why he calls us salt, the salt of the earth. Well, but salt can't be formed unless it's got a certain chemical composition, atomic structure, and, but it's held together by light. 
I mean, you know, at this subatomic level, we know that now. And so the Bible continues. Then you get into the book of Hebrews and it says, now, if you, if you're going to please God, first, you have to believe that he is, and you have to understand, and you have to believe that everything you see was created by him by things you cannot see. Well, until the last hundred years, we couldn't even see the atomic structure, uh, and, and, and the elements of it we're just now beginning to see. But remember, it's like seeing the wind. We don't really see it. I mean, I've got this, again, I've got this in my book, Yeshua Protocol, and I've got scientists and physicists saying we've never actually seen these elements, and they'll put seen in quotes. But then they go on to say, but we know they're there. We can measure them. We can measure their movements. We can measure their effects, et cetera. So we know it's there. We just don't see it with our eyes to say, ooh, look at that electron look at that photon look at that we we just know that this is how it all works and this is why we can build mris and lasers and quantum computers because we know how these things work and we can predict some of these things so it's amazing to think that the bible says that and made by things you cannot see and the inference of that is the reason you couldn't see them is because they weren't created yet you could, you could, everything that was made was made by what you couldn't see. Why? Because God had to speak light into existence before anything else, before atomic structures could even hold together. So everything that was made was made by something from the beginning. Humanity, if it was there, couldn't even see it. And yet the Bible tells us that, and now we know scientifically that is true. But here's the thing. Now you move into the book of Colossians in the New Testament written by Paul. And I'm, I'm going to paraphrase it. I don't have the Bible open in front of me, but I've preached this enough. I can get really close to it. Chapter 1, and it says about Jesus, and it says, And through him the universe was made. And everything that was created was created by him and for him and through him. And then it goes on to say, And nothing that has been created has been created without him. And then it says, And in him, all things hold together. In him, in who? In Jesus. Who is he? He's the light. He says that over and over. I am the light of the world. Light has come into the darkness. With me, there is no darkness. Everything is light in my presence. I am the light of the world. Then you go back to the Old Testament, and God says that about himself. Because, of course, Jesus is God in the flesh. He's the word. John starts off his gospel by saying, The beginning was the word, and the word was with God. And at the same time, the word was God. And then that same word became flesh and dwelt among us. And it says, then it goes on to talk about how he came into his own, but his own didn't, they couldn't see him. And it says, and then, and then the light of the world was coming into the world. And this light was not John, John the Baptist, but this, this light was, this, this word became flesh and dwelt among us so that we, so that we beheld the glory of God. And he is the light of the world. I mean, that's how John starts it. And so, then Colossians, Paul wraps it all up, says, look, he's created, he created everything. He spoke and said, let there be light. And, and because of that, in him, everything holds together. Now, see, we know that now as a part of atomic understanding and atomic structure and, and, and quantum physics. Paul didn't know that, not, not the way we know it. He had no clue, except that he knew what God told him, and he knew what, 
He, he knew what the resurrected Jesus that he met on the road to Damascus. Paul gives his testimony about how he met with him several times and he revealed everything to him, just like the risen Lord for 40 days and 40 nights revealed everything in the scriptures about himself to his disciples. The Bible says that. And if you don't think he did that, then ask yourself, how did a bunch of fishermen and tax collectors come up with this theological, deeply theological understanding where it all ties together and it all ties back to the Old Testament? It all ties to the seven feasts. It all ties, I mean, it, everything ties together. How did fishermen and tax collectors know this? How did they know to speak of him as the light of the world that in him all things hold together? How did they know that in the beginning was the word and that word spoke and there it was? And that word became flesh and dwelt among us because Jesus revealed all of it. And the Bible says that after the resurrection. So this is the whole thing, folks. If you're walking in Jesus Christ, you're walking in the light and with the light, and you are also to reflect that light. You're an ambassador for the kingdom. You're a witness of his glory. Your life has purpose and meaning. God knows how to rearrange particles, arrange and rearrange particles. People ask, well, when I die, what happens if I'm in a fire and my body burns? It doesn't matter. God knows how to bring all those particles back together and breathe into it and become a living soul. He knows how to restore everything. We are on the winning side if we are walking with Jesus Christ. He is the light, and you are to reflect that light. It's as simple as that. Quantum mechanics, what it has to do with us. Yeah, it's more biblical than you thought. I, I know. <laughs> it's like, when you first started this a few moments ago, I thought, where is Pastor going with this? Yes, I, mean, I know. All, I know everybody all, thought that. It all makes sense. And, yeah, uh, yeah. And in it, him, all things hold together. I've he never have thought about, you know, I've hundreds of times, you know, what did God create first? He created light. Created light. Yeah. Let there be light. Yeah. I, I would have thought he said, let there be Carl. But he didn't. <laughs> he didn't. He said, let there, be, <laughs> let there be light. Without the light, there wouldn't be any Carl. Well, that's right. <laughs> this is a relevant word with Pastor Carl Gallops. Thank you for listening. Yeah. God bless you. May the Lord bless you and keep you always. And I'll see you next time. For more on Pastor Carl or to listen to his podcast anytime, visit carlgallops.com. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of A Relevant Word with Pastor Carl Gallops. You can find Pastor Carl at carlgallops.com. <laughs>